welcome back, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans. Here we are again, episode 25. Do we have, do we have a jersey? Uh, isn't it? Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Steroid yeah. guy himself. That's okay. Actually, it's kind of a good time because, you know, there's so much controversy in baseball right now, and he was probably the last big one before Trash Can Gate. You think <clears> so? Yeah. He's the last big steroid guy. Trash can gate. <laughs> that doesn't really roll off your uh, tongue as as well as you should. But. No, it shouldn't. Uh, I feel like there's a better 25, but we'll go with Barry Bonds because it was on top of our head. Barry Bonds for the uh, 25th episode brought to you by Fitterer's Furniture. Absolutely. Quality furniture since. 1896. Absolutely. Luke on the corner of. Fourth of Maine. That's right. That's Kitty right. corner from. The Daily, Daily Record. Record. That's right. Where yeah. Luke. We'll take anybody that wants to talk to him, knock on the door. Yep, story takes... ideas, bring them to me. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, knock up... on the door during deadline, though. Absolutely. Because he's yeah. not busy. 10, he... Yeah, 10, 11, Friday nights. 10, yeah. <laughs> are you in the office during that time or are you at home? No, I'm at home. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, he's in his PJs and his slippers, yeah. writing, writing things up. Back in yeah. my day, yeah. <laughs> which uh, is our weekly John is old joke, <laughs> brought to you by Luke Olson. Mm-hmm. But back in my day, when we didn't even know how to spell the word laptop, mm. I was I was You're doing deadline office. right there in the office. There was no writing at the games. Nothing called Wi-Fi back right. in and there's two thousand people in the office at the time. Like they were in there during that. They time were in there too. waiting for John. You guys had a like a little. That was like a commodity, right? Like a, you know, there's there there was a. There was some plenty of camaraderie on a Friday night. However, that camaraderie quickly went away when John was having problems meeting the deadline needs. Right. So, yeah. I bet that'd be fun. You have the right crew in there. No, but I actually you, miss you, it. You, I, so I really you like do. that presence coming off as having everyone there. And um, Well, so I was the only writer there, but... Uh, oh. um, so you're the only one actually working? Everyone's well, the, all the press you. people. That's when the Daily Record still printed in Ellensburg. Oh, so it was all the press people there, and uh, it was—I don't know—it was really fun. We've already taken a hard right turn on this episode. It means it's going to be a good one. We're, we're talking just, about Daily Record history, so well, yeah, we've turned into the Daily Record which, history. I'm intrigued. Covering the Cascades to the Columbia since 1909, if I remember correctly. Long time, yeah, long time. Which well, there's no truth to the rumor that I was working at the Daily Record in 1909, Luke. So. <laughs> he would say that, wouldn't he, too? Yeah. Pierster rapper. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that conversation. I've actually wanted to ask Luke that the whole time when he calls me at late at night. and At least you call earlier than Ryan Coon did. It'd be like 9.30 and he calls me on the phone. It's like, dude, it's late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's our weekly <clears throat> shout out to Ryan Coon. Yeah, yeah. there we go. See, sprint baseball is nice is because uh, games are early. Usually, so deadline's not an issue. You guys don't play on Friday nights, do you? No, no, Saturday. You say spring baseball is nice, but you're you're talking about deadline oriented. But when it's forty mile an hour <laughs> winds, I wouldn't call that nice. And double headers. And double That's headers. So and it's up way north. And so you've had like a forty eight hour drive home. Right. Yeah. I'm against double headers. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the day for me who I got in this bullpen. <laughs> and I'm real against it some days. Doubleheaders are great, Luke. If it's a nice day out, but if it's a miserable, windy son of a... No one needs to play two games in a row. You got to take a break. (laughs) We do. We take 20 minutes. Yeah. Get a sandwich. What about if it was a double round of of golf? If you had the chance to play 18 or 36 and you were feeling it. You got to stick with 18. So why can't 
here's another question for you. Baseball plays double headers. How come basketball doesn't play double header? I understand why football doesn't because that'd be terrible as a play. But why can't basketball play double header? There's more running into it. And <laughs> they're in shape. <laughs> yeah, but they're there's Kids more do play three games. Dude, you're not going to win this argument. You're 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 arguing with the baseball <laughs> coach. I mean, it's back and forth running. You know, baseballs. You're hanging out for most of the time. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, Luke. Yeah. But uh, okay. I have to give a quick shout out because she's in the lobby of these great mugs that we've been drinking, and we've talked about them again. YouTubers are seeing it. The kid has a right. sports talk mug made by Miss Paige Sorensen, my wife. Uh, I, I'm not wearing my ring today, but I'm a farmer, and I'm worried about my fingers getting ripped off. So, uh, but my wife's outside. She made these great mugs for us. Maybe there's a T-shirt getting made up. I don't know. We'll see if the cricket's working when we get out of here. Um, but no, big shout out to her. Uh, big week ahead of us. Uh, it's already started. I mean, we, uh, we did the interview yesterday of our guest this week, Kittitas Wrestling Coach Connor Treat. Uh, we're going to get into wrestling here in a little bit. Those boys, Kittitas, Ellensburg, and the Cleland Warrior are yep. loading up, heading to Tacoma here. But we'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, big week of basketball coming up. I know we got to watch a couple of games, but... Uh, last night, Luke was in, yeah, the Sundome. Unfortunately, the Ellensburg mm-hmm. boys lost. Yep, yeah. Season came to end uh, to East Valley. Um, yeah, it's kind of similar to Sela. They got they were trailed uh, pretty early, and uh, you know they were down by fifteen or so at the half. But uh, came back there near the end and got within one. But um, they were missing Ryan Ferguson, who fouled out, and then. They had six foot seven Gavin Mars. He's a freshman. He was doing really well filling in for uh, Ferguson, but then he got injured. So, and then it just kind of fell apart from there. But it was but pretty despite good. Despite those, I mean, I mean, got yeah. within five, I think it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got with Mars. He, yeah, he got the. Let me try. I'm trying to think. He got injured and they were down four, and then they got within one. I think Kate Gibson or someone hit a three. But then, uh, I mean, it was really evident that they needed a big body is when uh, uh, East Valley, you know, they missed a shot and then they got the offensive board and put it back in, you know. And and if you got a six foot six or Ferguson or a six foot seven uh, Gavin Mars, um, you'd think that they'd probably yeah. get the board there. And But yeah, it's still a pretty good season considering how, you know, I think Ellensburg started three and 11 and, you know, they upset two teams and districts. So. They got hot when they needed to. Yeah. The flame went out. Yeah. So they, I mean, they lose, you know, they'll lose Ferguson and then they'll lose uh, Riley Perez, who's kind of like a six man off the bench. But they'll have a pretty good core coming back. Cade Gibson's really good point guard. Um, I think he's the brother of Hunter Gibson. Um, nope. He's the brother of Bailey Gibson. Bailey Gibson. Yeah, cousins. cousins of Hunter. Yeah. Hunter There's a lot of Gibsons. Yes. There's a couple <laughs> around. Here in the a few and a. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but they, yeah, I mean, three of their starters were sophomores, and then they'll have you know a really good sophomore next year, Gavin Mars, who might um, continue to keep on growing. Yeah, if he gains Christmas. a little weight too, you know, he's, he's pretty skinny, but he's going to be. If he's looking to gain weight, he should go on my uh, my <laughs> my diet program, so <laughs> I can give him some pointers. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be uh, next year, be the year of the bulldog. Could be for boys yeah. basketball. Yeah, we'll have to see. And then the girls are playing the district title game Saturday, I believe. Saturday against uh, Sundome. That's a Sundome. Saturday. Get down. Yeah. Yep. And they, they're playing East Valley as well. They're, they're going to play East Valley. Um, yeah. 
I guarantee they'll probably win that, become the district champs, and regardless they lose or not, or win or you know, or whatever the result is, they're they're going on to state. So, um, but I expect them to win that game. He's had a heck of a season. Absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting watching them. You know, I know know on the RPI they uh, switch back and forth with Linden as the number one seed, but then when you see, or pardon me, the number one ranked team in the WIAA RPI. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you see other rankings, and I probably should get off Twitter, but uh, I've seen them as low as fifth or sixth. Um, so obviously a different, uh, yeah, different computer ranking <clears throat> there. But uh, some off competition, yeah. It, it's going to be hard. It's hard to rate them because they only have two non leagues. So they played Zilla, which is right. a perennial one A power, and then they played four A Ike, won them both. Yeah. Um, but man, it would be great to see them in a like a holiday tournament or something like that, where they can get some West Side competition or at least some build that <clears> resume a competition or something. But be interesting next year with the GNAC. I mean, GNAC. Uh, <laughs> They're going C- up. Yeah. Called, yeah. Yeah. The well, CWAC. The yeah. There'll be seven teams, so it could be a lot more non-league games, and or maybe they're going to play. I don't know. I, when this all came out, Cole Canyon talked about. Uh, I think I don't know which sports, but there's potentially that sometimes they play them three times, or it's all you know, it's all being figured out. But um, I'm not a. But I think I mean, it's it, the big thing is non-league scheduling. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. Shoot, even if they could get up to a. Wenatchee or Eastmont, or mm-hmm. get down to a, one of the Tri Cities 3A teams or something like that. Yeah. Be huge. I'd like to see him play Kashmir. That Ooh. Would, well, that would have been the game this, this year. This year. This year, but this year. Yeah. I can't wait to watch her and Yakima. They're in the Sun Dome. Yeah. For uh, state will tournament. Will they be at 1A? 1A and 2A. Yeah. In Sun 1A Dome. and 2A. Yeah. And she, if you, aren't, uh, you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Haley Van Lith. HVL. HVL. Yeah. Kashmir girl going to Louisville. Yeah. She's good. She just broke the uh, state scoring record. Yeah, uh, last she, weekend she and, broke it on the same day as a uh, kid from Odessa. Uh, Ryan Moffat did broke Brock Graves. Brock Graves. Um, that's crazy that you know, not even a year took 16 years yeah. for Brock to break it, and then takes yeah, and then a year, just 10 <clears> months <throat> or eight, nine months or whatever it was. I can't even tell you where Odessa is. I mean, it's that way, it's in God's country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that way. <laughs> it's uh, over there. And take a left. I've actually been to an Odessa football game, mm-hmm. uh, supporting my buddy Brandon Walsh, who coaches ACH. and um, Odessa is in God's country. Yeah. I love the drive there. Um, love the, the wheat fields. And I don't know uh, if Luke would agree. I mean, he's used to downtown Seattle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I am. You might get bored over there. I just got to tell you and I, not many, would be uh, pumped about it. How <laughs> much alfalfa grown at Pike Place Market or in <laughs> near uh, Kennedy? Kennedy, Kennedy High School, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, he he's did. getting lost out in the country, right? Yeah, I, I will mean, say every credit to Luke. He actually, um, I think he might be a slight rodeo fan. I think so. So um, he's mm, coming around. He's probably more of a rodeo fan than he'd like to admit. Yeah, I think I need to get him out the first time we have to pull a calf. I'm ready. Cabin season's coming up. Luke's make his sure arm up there having to get pulled when out. You, when you call <laughs> that's, him, that's make sure it's after right? midnight. <laughs> Got to call him after midnight. To Absolutely, the true farmer feel. Yep. Yeah, it's it's fun after midnight below freezing. Yeah. yeah, I've had my wife has gotten the phone call because I missed my phone. <laughs> Tell her to get out here. Oh, don't do that. Is yeah, that that's, dad? that's frowned upon. Yes, yes. So there's very... times you had to go to the farm at midnight. Oh yeah, I'll tell oh, yeah. you. Well, what happened? How does your dad? What, well, he's I mean, get up every couple hours, go check him. He does that to this day. Oh yeah, he's 
Just yeah. make sure nothing's wrong. Got to make sure that, you know, in really cold nights, they might freeze to the ground. Oh, yeah. That's that's when things are going bad and you got to. But hopefully I, this year, weather's doing good. So, yeah. Hell, it's baseball season outside. If we're going to keep on talking about basketball. Right. Get back on track let's, here. Uh, um, let's go to Clem. <clears throat> the We do got some no- news about the Clem boys. Their coach, Eric Terrell, was the coach of the year in the and the SCAC. You're right. Deserved. That's I mean, awesome. Congrats, Coach. Clem back to uh, the district uh, tournament. First mm-hmm. time in 18 years. 18. Right. <clears throat> it's a couple of years ago, we'll just say. You were mm-hmm. the day... I was, uh, let's there? see, 18 years ago. Yeah, I remember that team, actually. Um, <clears throat> I want to say that team, uh, they played. Uh, Craig Food has on that team. Could have been. He's I want to say Vince Glondo was their point guard, maybe. Okay. Um, so I'm dating myself then. Um, maybe guys like Pat Weaver, was he a basketball player, too? Yeah. Let's give a shout out to the Cleveland Booster Club who shared our post. About the I baseball preview, I saw so that. So glad to hopefully we get some more Cleon fellows or people listening <clears> from up, up there a little bit. And the girls, I saw they are Cleon girls team. Yeah, they're out. They're they, done. They, they lost. They're both done. boys and girls are done. They had yeah. a good heck of a run though. That was a yeah. Now, and ne- you know, next year going to be in the EWAC, and that'll be a lot of fun because they're going to be playing cross county rivalry with Kittitas. That's right. Still need the name. Yeah, we still need to we can't work What's on that. Facebook. Didn't we call yeah. that the Timothy Cup? The it Timothy used K to be the Timothy Cup. It's changed though. That's the old. KC Cup. The KC. We'll have to come KC up with some. Cup. There were some good ones on Facebook. <clears throat> my my article, my first article when they play each other will be that rivalry name has to be. Who's gonna get the credit though? Are you gonna say by? It might. It might be me. That's true. <laughs> hey, if you can get the name and it's voted on, and we decide that's the one, Luke will give you a shout out. Full. Interview so, in the paper, uh, no matter you know what. what. I'm going to date myself even more. So, back in the day, uh, in uh, winter 2000, 2001, the head coach of the Cleveland girls basketball team was a guy named Ryan Hill. Hmm. He and I lived together for basically like three years during college and outside of college. And he coached the Cleveland girls, and Cleveland and Kittitas. Uh, was assisted by a guy named Tony Bricketta, right. legendary status here right. in the Valley. And uh, so, and those guys are distant cousins or fifth cousins, twice removed or whatever it mm-hmm. is. But that was the family rivalry. That was really fun uh, back then. So maybe we'll call it the Hill Bricketta <laughs> rivalry just for uh, kicks. But yeah. uh, I'm already losing my my audience here when I say that. But, uh, I was you know, we're going to talk about Kittitas basketball. Right. Uh, Kidass girls, uh, um, they ran into a buzzsaw called White Swan. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to see that game, and uh, we were in it until I would say late third quarter, and then we just kind of ran out of gas. Um, and White Swan is still, uh, I mean, shoot, they're 17, 18, and 5. I mean, a quality team. Um, but thrilled for Kidass because they've shown some some good improvement, um, and they've got that eighth-grade group that got some pretty, pretty decent playing time, so... I think uh, that core group of girls that are coming back, um, eighth grade through juniors, they're, mm-hmm. I don't know, hopefully we see a little bit more from them next year. I'm making a, a little prediction that knowing what, after being at the, the Synergy Tournament in Kittitas all weekend, that the future of girls basketball at Kittitas, pending people stay in Kittitas, is going to be bright for a very long time. I mean, I, I know that I got to watch my niece's team win the tournament again, and... 
way to drop that in there. That's that just for Hadley, you know. That's just straight up good family talent. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I know that that's 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 a start of something big with a big wave coming through. And and I want to say to all the naysayers out there that said Kittitas boys basketball ain't going to do anything this year. Well, I'll tell you what, the team that finished about fifth in the rankings just won the EWAC tournament. It's playing for a district title mm. on Saturday. That's right. right. How cool. That game was that? Uh, that game was a blood pressure game. I watched it online, John, and I, Paige and I yelled at the TV. We scared Ellie a few times. <laughs> Both of us were yelling. You know what? We, uh, I, I was really proud of them. I mean, I may acknowledge my bias here, but uh, White Swan is a, they're a good team. And to be quite honest with you, They've been good. They've just yeah. been overshadowed by Kittitas for the last handful of years. But they were very good. Um, they're very quick. And they jumped out 7-0. to zero, And then they had a 12-4 to four and 15-7 to seven advantage. And then 19-10 to 10, uh, in the first quarter. And we just chipped away at it. Chipped, to, chipped away and really got the win back in our sails at, uh, I would say, early in, eh, midway through the third quarter. Um, but shoot. It was down to the last possession, even then. And I tell you what, uh, uh, we did well on the boards. Uh, we had a great rebounding game, which was huge. Um, and that last play, I mean, there's 32 minutes in a game, but you remember the the big ones. And and you know, Blake Catlin getting that rebound at 10 seconds ago, and the buyer's dish to Hudson <clears throat> for the go ahead. Yeah, see, and and that's a, that's another thing is so. Byers had it, got it past the uh, half court, and it looked like he had a clear lane, but he had the uh, enough presence to know there was a defender basically hovering over him. And even though when you're in a paint, that's a high percentage shot, but the guy would have just swatted it. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> even if it was, uh, maybe I'm stretching the truth a little bit here, but ma- even if it was LeBron, there would have been a, the guy would have been able to swat at it at least. Mm-hmm. And so Byers, Dawson just, Dish it off to Hudson, who took like a dribble or two and banked it in. And I mean, it was pandemonium. And I will say that uh, um, I was in a sea of White Swan fans, uh-huh. and uh, I made it known <laughs> that I, I was thrilled for that basketball. And you made it out. I made it out alive. But I just, <laughs> just yeah. a huge credit to the team. Uh, you know, I knew that this, I mean, obviously, those are once in a generation, if not once in a lifetime players in mm-hmm. Kansas is going to see the last com- couple of years. But I knew this team had the athleticism to be really competitive. And so, you know, we took some lumps and there were some doubtful days, but I, I don't want to say I'm, I'm not entirely surprised that we're, mm-hmm. we're at where we're at now. So, right. well, I want to clarify something. Uh, so, okay. That was a league tournament. They won. Now they're playing the district tournament, mm-hmm. and they're playing mm-hmm. against Brewster, who beat Lake Roosevelt uh, yesterday yep. on Tuesday. So now the boys are guaranteed a regional spot. This is I, could, I talked to Dan Witz at the head of the EWAC yep. Tri Cities Prep AD, who listens. So hi Dan, how so are is, you? Is this Dan. for the district championship? This is the district championship, <clears throat> district five six. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So basically, the north and south central Washington. Right. So the okay. So the winner of this, and actually. It, I mean, it's all going to come down to your RPI ranking that comes out Sunday. So if you finish in the top eight, I believe top eight, yep. you are now in a double elimination games from there on out. So if you win your regional game, you go to the the Friday game, Thursday Thursday game, yeah. Spokane. Okay. If you finish in the top eight, you lose your regional game next weekend. Then you go to the Wednesday playing game. So if Kittitas... 
I guess anybody that's going to the state tournament is ranked below eight in the RPI rankings when they come out. Then their their game is a loser out. Their single elimination, uh, whether they win that game, I don't know 100% when they would play in Spokane. But the loser done. My guess is this, and uh, it's a guess, but I, I think it's pretty educated because I'm a geek when it comes to this stuff. I will fully admit that. Yeah, I be believe there. that Kittitas, unless something crazy happens, I don't see Kittitas jumping from 20th place to um, the top eight. Wait, let's talk about that because you sent us a text this morning that I thought was that was interesting. That Kittitas, you said, dropped down one after beating White Swan. White Swan went up. That's right. So when we well, on Monday's game, Kittitas was ranked 20th and White Swan was ranked 11th. As of this morning, um, after some other games played around, Kittitas was 21st, and White Swan was 10th. Now, it's based off of your your record, your opponent's record, your opponent's winning percentage, and then your opponent's opponent's winning percentage. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, I quote the great Al Davis, or the notorious Al Davis of mm-hmm. just win, baby. Absolutely. I mean, Kittitas doesn't have room to lose, and, and uh, um, I mean, if they lose against... Brewster, which I have high hopes that they're going to win. Right. If they lose against Brewster, they're still guaranteed a state regional game, but mm-hmm. the venue will not be uh, will not be an advantageous venue. Right. We'll They'll be, have to travel somewhere. They'll be traveling because it's the higher seed gets the closer venue exactly. for the regional game. Yeah. And so, so it could be anywhere. Yeah. It so really could. White Swan's playing. White Swan's in. Are they playing Lake Rose? No, they're not. They have to beat Lake Rose. Well, no, they have White to play Swan the. White Swan is in for Saturday's game, the twenty second. So they play but Lake they have, They're in a single elimination as well. They have to win Saturday. Yeah. No, they're not playing. They're playing the Norse number five team. Yeah. So they should, which they'll they win have a good game. seed, but they're in a loser out game. Whereas we, since we're number one out of the EWAC, and Brewster is number one out of the North Central Washington, both teams are guaranteed. Both teams are guaranteed the state regional. So then they did the for the. The five six matchup. They did the top the district title game is guaranteed to regional. Then twos play what five, threes play four in a loser out game for the other spots. Okay. So I mean, what the odds are White Swan's gonna kick the crap out of whoever they play. I would on, I would on Friday or Saturday. I think they play Friday or Saturday. I want to say they play Liberty Bell, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, I mean we could be surprised, but and, and here's the thing we've got it all mapped out in our head. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, Sunday morning, it's gonna be totally different. And right. that's what I love about playoffs. It's true. It. You know, my, I, I guess we're throwing a little back, but I was talking to my dad about this, and he's a Kittitas guy. And the year, one of the years he went to state as a Kittitas, they went to districts as the, the last seed to get into districts. And they got hot, and they went to the state tournament. And so you guys, you can't bank on the White Swans going to win that game down there. But uh, look at Kittitas. They go on as number five seed, 20th team in the rank, and they are hot right now. They are hot. and uh, yeah. But... You know, we are going into, you know, basketball season's getting quite there, but uh, wrestling wrestling is there. Uh, regionals have happened. Uh, the cool part about wrestling, I've always thought, was that it's left on the mat. And so it's pretty, you know, the best guy's going to win that match probably. Yeah. But there's some pretty good guys in this valley. Uh, we were, we unfortunately know it was a short week. We didn't want to bother some of the guys prepping for the state tournament. And we didn't get a hold of her. Or, you know, we didn't, weren't able to quick or have enough time to reach out to the Ellensburg and Cleveland programs. We did have the or the kid has coaching house, but he lives two minutes from here, which was Easy conven- convenient. Yes. Um, but from what I understand, Luke's got his research done, but John has not slept in two days researching 
the Ellensburg and Cleelum programs. Take it away, John. So <laughs> Cleelum, uh, by my count, has one representative this year. Uh, Caden Wilder is a 120-pounder, uh, and uh, he is representing uh, Cleelum in the 1A, uh, 120 bracket. Um, and so good luck to him. I can't remember what seat it is. Because I have all my notes uh, sitting in my office. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, he's sleep deprived. Give him a break. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> two that's days right. no sleeping. What's that? Just nope. two days no sleeping, just studying. It's all up here. You're good. That's right. It's like I'm. Uh, it's like I'm a senior in college, trying to graduate. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, Ellensburg, you know, we'll talk about Cleelum here in a little bit. Cleelum's got, uh, or pardon me, uh, Kittitas. Kittitas has got four guys and three alternates that uh, Coach Treat is going to talk about here in a moment, but. Um, Ellensburg's got four very stout, uh, very stout wrestlers, uh, come in. I think, um, probably the, the guy who's all the attention given to these guys as much as they're, but I would say Lorenzo Gonzalez is 27 and three, 27 and three this year. Uh, he's this regional stamp, uh, champion for, for Ellensburg at 160. And that's going to be. I mean that that's going to be a top four kind of guy, and our our region is is, is pretty stacked. Um, that uh, lower valley of wrestlers, including Toppenish, who's a defending state champion, um, and and by my count, probably will be the team to beat again. But uh, so Ellensburg is tested week in and week out, and I think uh, Lorenzo is going to do uh, quite well. Uh, at the Mac Classic, so and his brother sounds like he's got a good, pretty good chance as well. Yeah, so um, you're kind of uh, reading my mind, Francisco. <laughs> That's I what we're all about here, yeah. reading each other's minds, camaraderie. Francisco, he um, he plays second. <clears throat> Excuse me, I get choked up when I talk about wrestling. It reminds me of my glory days, absolutely. Which are which we uh, got Coach Wood coming on soon to talk about your glory days. Yeah, well, my glory days are, are <laughs> grossly exaggerated. So, um, uh, Francisco, though, at 132 pounds, he probably wrestled, um, to quote uh, or to paraphrase uh, Rodney Harwood there at the Daily Record, because I agree with him. Uh, the, the regional champion that came out of there, probably one of the best kids, definitely in the state at that, at that weight. You could, he's probably top 10 in the nation, um, uh, a, a, across many levels in terms of high school and Greco Roman and, and USA wrestling. Um, so Francisco to, to take second, um, in that 132 pound bracket, um, he's, he's going to be, I think he's so well tested that you could convince me that's a top, easily convince me that's a potential top four placer. Nothing against, uh, the other highly seated uh, guys from the west side, but um, he's good. There's nothing else to say there, uh, or or no disputing that. And guys like Henry Reinhardt, uh, Christian Davis, both of those guys took fourth uh, in the regional last weekend. Um, so they'll come in as a lower seed, and so they're. I mean, every single draw is tough, no matter if you're undefeated or or winless. I guess you could say, but uh, they'll they're going to be uh, Henry in the. Um, 182 pound bracket and and uh, Christian in the 120 pound bracket. They're going to be wrestling probably you know top two or top three ranked guys in that first round. And but the nice thing about wrestling is that bracket. I mean, you got to place eight guys, and so even with one loss, yeah, you might not get the state championship, but you can still medal. Uh, and you know, from a team aspect, 
the farther you, the deeper you go, the more team points you get. And so, you know, with Cleelum with one guy and Olsberg and, and Kittitas with four guys, are they going to make, you know, the state championship? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because just sheer numbers, they just won't have it. But uh, um, the, the teams will score points. And I'm telling you what, I'm, I, the Mac Classic is incredible. Um, it's just an amazing it's an amazing tournament. At one time, and I think it still is, it's still the largest high school tournament in the nation because they get all the classifications, including the girls' bracket, all under one roof. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing. That's so, phenomenal. Yeah. Well, if you are in Tacoma this weekend and you listen to the podcast and you follow us on Facebook, go ahead, put post on our page your pictures from Tacoma and share it with everybody. Yeah. Um, before we move on to our guest of the week, I just want to touch briefly, uh, watch the game, uh, Central Men's Basketball. I watched the game in Fairbanks. They won the game, that Fairbanks game. Unfortunately, they lost to Anchorage, which Anchorage would have been a huge win, setting them up. To, they're right outside of the playoff yeah. right now is what I'm seeing. They're at the both, both seventh. Fairbanks and Anchorage and Central, right? They're all kind of battling all for through right there. Six spot. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I think Anchorage, Anchorage just beat Fairbanks. Yeah, that so did Anch- happen. Anchorage yeah. is 10-7, and, and then... Fairbanks is uh, nine and eight, and then yeah. Central's eight and eight and eight. Yeah, so they're half a game back. So it's really going to come. Well, there's only one this week. Only one team has made has clinched a spot, and that's Seattle Pacific, Pacific, who got beat. Their only loss was the Fairbanks. Loss to Fairbanks. Um, so. Yeah, Fairbanks has really fell. I mean, they were just second just a couple weeks ago, but now they've lost, dropped a couple in a row. I think three Gosh, in it's a, row, a big three. It's yeah. just a big tangled mess rat race right now in those. Yeah. So, I mean, this this is going to be the most important. This weekend's really important for Central. If they can get two wins, mm-hmm. I think they, they'll... Because Fairbanks has got to play Western Oregon. They have three games left. Central has four. Um, and Fairbanks won the games. Fairbanks has got to... they got to play Western Oregon just like Central. If Central could be Western Oregon, <clears throat> I think they'll handle Concordia Saturday. And then I think they'll hand or, handle St. Martin's on the road, mm-hmm, even yeah. though they lost the first time. And then, so if they, if, I mean, if they go three and one, I think they should get in. They're solidified in, but yeah, two and two, it's iffy. Just depends on how. I mean, you never know. One of those ten, and, I mean, there's two teams or three teams tied for second at ten and six. You know, one of them could drop to three games, yeah. or and then there's I think two teams at ten and seven. And you just never know how it's gonna play out. But after Saturday's games, I think we'll. Really we'll know a lot more. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thursday's game is against Western Oregon. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Then, which will have a regional kind of pull to it because uh, former Zilla standout Antonio Salinas. Yeah, it's actually he's at Western Oregon. What's that? He's at Western. He's at Western Oregon. Um, he's yeah. actually getting some quality minutes off the bench. Mm-hmm. I've noticed his playing time has increased. I kind of follow it a little bit on Twitter, and mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't root for him when he was at Zilla. Right. Um, but uh, I can, you know, and I can't root for him against uh, Central. And as we're pointing to your Western New structure, <laughs> it goes for Western, Western Washington, but that we'll, we'll go for Western it, Oregon. As absolutely. Well. It really doesn't point to which Western. That's completely leave it open. Did you wear that to Western Oregon games? No. As well? No. You then? It's a different Western. Yeah. It's a different it Western. Different time. Yeah. Do we like them? No. Mm-hmm. Do What's we hate them like Western Washington? No. Yeah. Who made that shirt, by the way? Shirt works. Did you request that or? Yeah. You I, will, see what the back I, <laughs> I think this one's appropriate. It was from the Cat Pack of 2010. Western Washington University, no football, no real men. 
<laughs> that is classic. I will, I will wear that next episode. All right. Yeah. Deal. That's in. Um, I think the biggest accomplishment is coming back from Alaska. Hopefully, coach, none of nobody on your team caught frostbite because when that Fairbanks game was over, I hope got AccuWeather up and it was negative twenty eight. You texted us that. Yeah, Holy that's cow! That's bomb. <laughs> when the when the it says warning frost or uh, hypothermia will happen, dress yeah. warm. Yeah. That's juice. That's a different kind of cold. Yeah, I kind of want to experience it once in my life. I've experienced negative twenty once, <clears throat> and that is wow. I did negative. Like two wind chill, negative ten in Des Moines, Iowa, and that was good enough for me. Yeah, that was brutal. So, anyways, let's move on to our guest of the week. He'll talk lots of kid house wrestling uh, as they get ready for the uh, the state tournament here. And I think my favorite question was the last one that we asked. Oh yeah, about, was, I, was I there? No, can't remember. Luke, you went past the driveway and kept going again. Yeah, yeah gosh, I got lost. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. He, he was busy. Um, but no, wait till the last question is my favorite one. You'll see. So. We'll be right back. Guest of the week, our Connor Treat, head wrestling coach, Kid House High School, brought to you by Fitters Furniture. Is a new sofa calling your name this new year? Maybe a recliner? Whatever furniture needs replacing, when it comes to furniture upgrades, you can trust the professionals at Fitters Furniture in Ellensburg. A knowledgeable sales staff, certified interior designers, and three floors of quality home furnishings are just some of what you'll get at Fitters. Fitterers also offers in-house financing, free delivery, and Holloway in Central Washington. Fitterers Furniture, quality furniture since 1896. Fitterers. Fitterers. All right, Kittas Valley Sports Talk fans, we are back with this week's guest of the week, brought to you by Fitterers Furniture. Kittitas head wrestling coach Connor Treat. Oh, thanks for inviting me to be here, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for showing up, and and uh, you know, it's Big Country Studios, pretty hard to find, but. He's he's a he knows the area very well. So he, he knows we the area hear. very well. And the first thing he said when we came in was, "What a setup that we have." I'm going to take partial credit for it, even though I put no um, yeah. elbow grease into this. <laughs> Absolutely, so. it's true. True professionals here. That's right. That's what we're all about here at the Kid SLA Sports Talk. So, well, uh, we got a big week for you coming up. We'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, how cool is it that a kid has wrestling coach has roots? to the Kittitas wrestling programs. Talk about uh, when you, you moved here to Kittitas and your your time wrestling for the Coyotes. Um, gosh, I think moved here when I was 15 or 16, so it would be my junior year of uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Moved from Enumclaw and uh, Lance Hyatt and Mark Eilers and uh, Dustin Johnson were the coaches back then, mm-hmm. uh, the God the Godfather Hyatt. Right. He still pokes his head in the <laughs> mat room every once in a while, so <laughs> make sure we're all, all in line Um and uh, they coached me through uh, two state championships there as an individual wrestler. So they're great coaches and great guys to learn from. And um, uh, maroon and white all the way. It's awesome. So absolutely. It's, did, uh, did you have much of a, a wrestling background at Enumclaw as well, or or was it the coaches here that convinced you to come onto the the mats here? Uh, you know, I wrestled at Enumclaw too. I think that the combination Enumclaw coaches pretty pretty awesome guys too. You know, and the combination of two different styles of coaching is able to help me a little bit, you know? So we've got to, got to learn some stuff there and some stuff here and put it together. And now I got to teach both things to these new wrestlers. So it's good to be able to do that. Well, that leads in perfectly to coaching. I mean, you know, it's always something you got to, you, you listen to what everybody has to say, but you pick the things that are best for your program. So what got you into coaching and got you back into taking over for the coyotes? Actually, uh, coach Bissonette, the middle school coach, mm-hmm. he called me and said, Connor, uh, I was thinking about coaching high school wrestling. 
I said, oh, really? He goes, well, I don't, you know, I've never wrestled before, but I'm, I'm good at coaching and I know what I'm doing. And he said, will you come help me? I said, yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. I could do that. And he ended up staying with the program. So mm-hmm. I ended up uh, taking the head spot position mm-hmm. and um, it's, you know, something that's I've always wanted to do yeah. and uh, it's hard to find the time, but uh, it's, it's something I really enjoyed. I don't, I don't uh, see anything happening to that. So it's, it's great to be able to give back a little bit to the program. Um, yep. So that's about it. You said, you said a couple of things there. Um, one of which I'll key into is, is, uh, um, you know, you had the, you had the experience as a wrestler. Um, how difficult was that to transition to coach, especially since there was a gap between your high school career and then in going into coaching. Um, so it was, you said it was something you always wanted to do. Is that something that you kind of, kind of kept tabs on in terms of coaching clinics or I mean what was it that made you comfortable being a coach after a few years uh, out of it oh you know I, I think wrestling is one of those things where it's just like riding a bike you just never forget how to do it so um, break off the cobwebs as a coach after a week or two and you know things come right back to you and fortunately uh, I can get on the mat and actually work with the kids and show them the moves myself where I don't have to just talk them through it I can, you know, physically show them the motions and how to do things. And that's, thank God for that, because I don't think I'd be able much of a teacher otherwise, if I couldn't physically show them how to do something, I can, uh, I can explain something and I get some, some dumbfounded looks sometimes like then I just have to show them physically how to do it. And then they usually pick it up pretty quick. So it's, it's nice to be able to, you know, with other sports, a lot more teaching this wrestling's, you know, more hands-on. That's awesome. Are you in shape? <laughs> you, you know, are you in better shape than me? That's an easier question. Pro- probably not. Probably not. No, I, I make all the kids do a bunch of warm ups and live live re- re- running before we do live wrestling with them. So I get them more down before I step Absolutely. on the mat. <laughs> He's smart too. Yeah, He's smart, smart coach. too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What uh, um, is it one of those things where, you know, wrestling is kind of like riding a bike? Is coaching kind of like riding a bike, uh, a bike too in terms of, I mean, you know, you got the state tournament that we're going to talk about here in a, in a couple of minutes. You got the state tournament coming up this weekend. And then between basically March and October, I mean, how much are you focused on coaching or keeping tabs on the kids or maybe helping them with some summer tournaments or summer clinics? I mean, how much coaching is done during the off season as well? Um. Yeah, that's kind of a tough one because I'm as a head coach, I'm not really allowed to step into the the off seasons too much. Um, in the summer, we do have a camp at Kittitas, and some other schools come to that and send their kids. And um, I just have a couple days to, you know, kind of break the cobwebs off halfway in between the seasons. Um, I'd like I'd like to see some of the kids uh, do more off season wrestling. Um, but I get it. We're in a, you know a farming community, and lots of these guys have summer jobs, so it's it's tough for them. It's just yeah. nice to keep them, you know, bucking hay or working or doing something to stay physical. So keep them stronger. Yeah. Keep them stronger yeah. and you know, keeps them busy. You know, if they're, if they're busy doing something, they're not getting in trouble. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like farm boy strength is really good for a wrestler. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, you know, when you shake a kid's hand and they, the bones start cracking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You probably buck some hay, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, tell us about last mm-hmm. weekend. I mean, tell us about just the season in general, but uh, culminating with last weekend's regional tournament. How has 2020 gone for you guys? Oh gosh, it's uh, it's been a great season. Last year, last year, let's go the last year, uh, 2018, 2019, we had six wrestlers. 
seven with Shelby and uh, she was our, our girl wrestler. Um, and our, our groups doubled in size. We're at 12 wrestlers now. And uh, where we were taking, you know, bottom five spots at tournaments last year, we're top three this year, you know, so it's good to see. And we're really young. We got um, over, over half of our team as first year wrestlers and freshmen. Wow. So, I mean, we're seeing lots of these freshmen have success at regionals and uh, these big tournaments. It's awesome to see because if they're doing this well at 14, you know, 15 years old, then when they're 17, 18, they're going to be state champions. It's breaking people's necks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's, uh, it's gone awesome. Um, this last year, or the last year is uh, last weekend at regional tournament. We had um, uh, seven placers in the top four. So seven, seven uh, wrestlers get to compete at state this year. Um, four, four compete for sure. Uh, three, we're going to try to sneak in there as alternates. So in order for them to compete, they have to have someone miss weight or have an injury or skin condition or something that allows them to slip into that spot. But we're, I mean, not to sound mean, but we're always hopeful that we'll right. get our CR wrestlers get in. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so is that a pretty, um, for the alternates, they've got to train and compete as if they're weighing in on Friday morning and, and getting on the mat on Friday morning. So is it pretty much at like nine o'clock that Friday morning that they find out for sure, yay or nay. I mean, and, and once the bracket is, once the alternates, uh, um, I, I mean, once it's set, once the wrestling starts, then the alternates are either in or out, right? There's no changing after, after the first match or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so after, so they only have to make weight one day, which is, you know, good. So, uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll know right that morning when we weigh in, I think weigh-ins are at seven o'clock. Um, if a guy's going to make weight or not, or something catastrophic happens and they get a slip in and uh, it's kind of few and far between that happens, but it has happened before. So, um, we'll, we'll just have to have to see what happens. We're going to talk about the, uh, the individual guys here in a second, but you know, I've been to Matt classic a few times as a fan. I know you've been there as a fan coach and athlete as well, but do you ever get a chance? I mean, in between matches just to sit and be like, wow look at the talent here or do, you, do you get to enjoy it or are you in coach mode 24 7 during that uh that weekend uh i i get to enjoy it and get a coach um it's it's different being there as a coach you know i i was less nervous as a wrestler than what i am as a coach yeah. there <laughs> I, I i get jittery more than these kids do before their matches it just uh it's so uh there's so much energy there, you know. You walk into that mat room or that that dome, and just then the energy around you is crazy. Yeah. And uh, you know, having seven wrestlers there, you know, four or five competing, or however many we're lucky enough to have, um, it's more to keep your mind on for sure. So you're, you can't really watch the matches. You know, I'd like to see some Ellensburg kids wrestle. I like some of those boys, and it's tough to catch their matches when you're coaching so many. But that's that's a really good problem to have right. a bunch Absolutely. of wrestlers to watch. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, take us through the brackets. Um, you know, I got them up here on my phone and everything like that, but uh, let's kind of go through the the four guys for sure and your and your alternates. What uh, what can we expect? All right. I guess uh, start at 113 with uh, Jonathan Jones, um, freshman. He's from a big wrestling family. His older brother uh, is competing too, but we'll get to him in a second. Uh, Jonathan uh, took second at regionals. He's, um, I mean, he's, come a long ways over the course of the season. We've see, seen him come become a, a good wrestler. You know, he's kind of a scared freshman to start the season out. Now he's getting his confidence and getting his shots down. And 
starting to get some movement on bottom and he's uh gosh he's just a little athlete he's uh is built mm-hmm. so um he should do well uh I, he's got a couple couple matches and you know i could see jonathan wrestling to the wrestling to the finals this weekend if yeah. he wrestles wrestles a good day so um mm-hmm. he just got uh, got a couple couple tough matches along the way against some older wrestlers so yeah. we'll see how he does that's pretty awesome that seeing young guys like that yeah. getting it figured out yeah yep it's it's just like flip it, flipping a white light switch one day they just get something and it's like wow Okay, well, maybe that's paying off a little bit. <laughs> that's awesome. So his first match is against a, a kid from, I think it's Iwako. I mean, do you ever see Iwako at, at all? I mean, they're on the other side of the state. Uh, um, how do you prepare for somebody you just have never seen? Or is it sometimes okay and they can just be more loose and reactive rather than overthinking things? Um, or am I overthinking that question? You're the coach. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, Wrestling is one of those things where we can scheme a lot, but the best kid is going to walk away as the champion. Um, that being said, you know, different schools hit different moves. Um, you know, take Orville, for example, they're a big Granby school, so we can change that style up a little bit just like they do with us with our stand-ups and stuff like that. So um, El Waco is a school we don't have too much experience with. Uh, I've seen a few of their kids wrestle in some tournaments and uh, at the Dome last year and stuff like that. And they're, they're a solid team with a great program and, um, I think Jonathan just needs to go wrestle his match and he'll have her whooped. All right. Next bracket. Yes. Okay. Uh, we got two at 120. Oh. So we got Tony Rios. He's our uh, our number one guy. And uh, Jonathan uh, Marin, he's an alternate this year. Okay. So I guess we'll talk about Tony and hope, hopefully Johnny will be able to get in the tournament. Um, Tony suffered his first loss uh, this last weekend at the regional tournament where he took second of the season um tough kid technical kid and uh tony's just a second year wrestler you know he's a really? he's a yeah. freak athlete it's one of those guys you can show him something one time and he's picked it up like that and then he'll add something to it that's even better mm-hmm. and uh i think that um he's got a real good shot at uh at taking the whole thing if you can change a couple things in his style and the way he wrestles so um i know he's got some some kids he saw last year, uh, the Darrington kid, he'll see him eventually. And, um, and then, of course, coming to that Tenasket kid that whooped on him earlier this year. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Revenge tour. Revenge. I love That's that right. word. That's right. <laughs> Revenge is a good motivator. That's right. Yeah. What? Uh, um, so Rios is uh, wrestling a kid from Wilbur. Has he seen him yet this year? Um, I think Jonathan Jones – we, we bumped their weights around over the course of the year. And I think I, right. Jonathan wrestled them and beat them. Oh, nice. So um, we've seen one of our kids has seen him anyways. All right. Sometimes we'll, you know, we'll move him around. I had Tony at down at one thirteen earlier this year and he was looking a little bit too slim and a little weak in his matches. So I told him he had to go back up to one twenty and, and uh, wrestle, wrestle a little tougher up there. I'm going to go one off on that. I mean, is that tough for a kid to, to uh or i mean how do you know when the kid is just trying to trim too much weight off and maybe the the weight up is 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 a better move for him i mean is that something where you just kind of figure out as a kid matures or or physically develops or or is it more the kid doesn't think he has the confidence to do the 120 or or whatever the next weight is um i'll let i'll let usually let kids do whatever they want until i see them becoming unhealthy Hmm. um Tony is one of those guys. He's got so much dedication that he'll uh, 
he'll push himself a little too far sometimes, I feel like. So I just need to keep an eye on that. Actually, gosh, half the kids in the team are that way. So just keep an eye on them because I know they want to get down to a target weight. But if I see him, you know, become a little unhealthy as a coach, then I'll have to have a conversation with him about um, bumping up a weight class or staying where they're at. Right. And, um, usually you see that in the third round, you know, it matches if they look like they're gassing out pretty good sign that they have uh, no energy from not eating food and stuff like that. Cause our, our conditioning program at Kittitas is pretty insane. There's no, there's no way they shouldn't be winning based off of that. So, all right. Um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's kind of that one. It's just kind of up to the kids. Yep. Keep on going What's through the brackets coach. Um, so one twenty, we talked about Tony, um, kind of covered that just cause got to wrestle good Johnny. Hopefully we'll slip him in. Next weight we got is uh, 132, uh, junior we call him, Stephen McCarg. Uh, he's an alternate. Um, hopefully we can slip him in. Haven't put a whole lot of time into that bracket yet just because uh, we're still crossing our fingers he can even get in. Mm -hmm. um, 45, Anthony Michael, um, he was the big surprise this year. Really? He was uh, didn't wrestle for me last year. He had other things going on, and this year he stepped in and um, – at regionals, he was able to beat a kid that beat him 6-0 at the uh, district tournament. So he was able to, you know, relearn some moves and figure some stuff out. And the kid was actually ranked, I think, sixth at state. And wow. uh, Anthony was down 5-zip uh, going in the second period and rallied. We talked about that conditioning. He was yeah. able to rally in the third period and beat him 8-7. to seven. Sweet. Yeah. Wow. match. So when you – I mean – can you kind of take us through that? I mean, what what was the difference between five and zero, oh and and or you know being down five to zero and then winning eight to seven? Was it? I mean, reversals? Was it near falls? I mean, what was it that he did to get the upper hand? Um, just takedowns, and uh, most of it was probably mental. That mm -hmm. he got, he was able to take the kid down. I think it got in the other kid's head a little bit, and then I had him just cut him again, and take him down again, cut him and take him down again, cut him and take him down again. He's able to run the score up that way. So nice. um, once you know wrestling is just like anything, it's a lot, of, a lot of mental work. If you if you know you're going to lose a match, you're you're going to lose it. If you know you're going to win it, pretty good chance you're going to go win. So same thing with Anthony. He wrestles wrestles tough and keeps on this role. I'm excited to see him at state. So so things like that. When I mean, how do you not overcoach it? And and again, I I overthink everything to a fault. But <laughs> um, like you you I mean that. To me, that's a huge jump in such a short period of time between districts and regionals and getting a huge like momentum building kind of win, in my opinion. Do you, do you talk about that a little bit or do you just let him um, use that to his advantage in his own way? I mean, how do you not overcoach that thinking clearly he deserves to be in Tacoma this week? You know, um, I guess Hyatt, Hyatt told me this. Um, it's up to us or to coaches to give all the kids the tools they need in that box. And then kids can pull out those tools as they need them to, you know, hit the, hit the nail right. on the head or whatever. Mm -hmm. Same thing with confidence and mental stuff. You got to encourage them and let them know that you were this move away from winning that match or do this different. And it's down to two point match or give them uh, give them the motivation they need. And Anthony was able to get more inspired this next week and, take that loss and use it as fuel to beat the kid this next time. So right. he did great. That's a perfect analogy. I love that. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that's what a coach's job is to do is to give you the tools. Now the kid <laughs> needs to go be their own athlete. Yeah. And compete. And that's uh, great. That's, that's Frank Wood too. He's uh, <laughs> he says, keep it basic. You know, yeah. you only, you only need to know three or four different moves. It's, it's up to us to te teach them all, but 
get perfect of those three or four yeah. moves and you win all your matches. Well, I feel like wrestling's a sport. If you think too much about it, you're going to get beat. Yeah. You got to just go. I, I wasn't a wrestler, but I would attest to that. Uh, he, he, he wrestled for Coach Wood. <laughs> oh, he did? Uh, Illy. Yeah, he was my uh, junior <laughs> high coach in Federal Way, Illy High School, Illy. And I remember Coach would say that, keep it basic. And then if you were a pretty low-key amateur like somebody here like me in front of you, I kept a basic and then other kids would use those basics and turn it into their own. So um, we were a pretty darn good team because we kept it to the basics. So you didn't need to hear me tell you that coach, but coach Wood is, he just, he's been, I think coaching for 30 years. Yeah. He's just awesome for the sport. So yeah. he's a good tool to have a kid attest. Yeah, and he sends those kids up, him and Coach Bissonette send them up with, you know, those basics. Yeah. And that's what we need at the high school. So that's awesome. That's too cool. So where are we at next in the bracket? Oh, yeah. where are we at? Anthony. Uh, so anyways, he should do well at state, uh, continue forward, and uh, wrestle some tough matches. I just wanted to carry that momentum in. Uh, go to 60, we had uh, Thomas Sheely. Um, he's an alternate this year, freshman. Um, haven't put a whole lot of thought into that bracket yet because he's got to get in again. But um, kid's strong as strong as strong can be, and hopefully he'll uh, find a way into state. Um, uh, just a tough kid. Sorry, I'm having technical difficulties here for even you YouTubers watching. Keep going. Go <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, and then 70, we got uh, Paul Jones, uh, the other Jones brother, the older brother. He's a tough kid, and he gets a lot of mat time with me in the in the practice room. Uh, He's he's got uh, got a big loss at regionals against Austin Brock from Tenasket in overtime. It was a it was a tough call. Uh, the ref the ref made in there, and I don't like to put things on refs, but it's the first time I've ever seen as a coach or a wrestler seen the other refs overturn a call that ever other ref made. Oh wow! So wow, Paul Paul got robbed of a pretty decent victory there, and mm -hmm. um, hopefully he can get some revenge at state. Yeah. So he's got the same side of the bracket as. Caden Krause, the returning uh, returning uh, Tuila state champion, and mm. um, he got his butt kicked last time from that kid. So hopefully he can go out there and turn the tide in, in the semifinals if he makes it there. Yeah. So he's got to get through a, a kid named uh, Rasmussen out of Selkirk. Has he seen him yet this year? No, not yet this year. Um, he's uh, wrestled some kids that Paul's wrestled against, and Paul's won, and uh, he's lost against them. So it's a good, good indication that. Paul might be a little more experienced than that kid, but we certainly don't look past him. I always say we want to win by a mile, not an inch, and just keep wrestling. So, right, absolutely. It's a, it's a, one of those things where I think Paul's Paul's come a long way since last year as a sixth place wrestler. I think he deserves to be in the finals this year. That's awesome. Yep. And uh, that's pretty well it for I think the weights. That's what we got for the brackets. So I guess talk us through the the tournament for people that don't know. I mean, what day do you guys leave? When do you check into hotels? When do you weigh in? And when's the first match? Um, so Thursday around, uh, around 11 o'clock, we'll be relieving the Kittitas high school, we'll do the send off. And, oh, cool. Yeah. That's police, fun. police escort out of town and the whole nine yards. That's and, when you know you've made it when you're following the cop car and he's yeah. not following you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have some experience there or just the following? <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll do the send off and, uh, get to, get to the hotel, get checked in. We'll run a practice that Thursday on the, the mats at the Tacoma Dome. Sweet. Kind of those guys that never been there before, get them in there and let them see how big it is, so yeah. they don't step in there and get scared the first day. Right. Run a quick practice there, go back to the hotel and chill out and uh, get ready for the next day of wrestling. It's uh, 
it's a it's a big event. It's awesome to be able to be part of it. Absolutely. So the weigh-in that starts around seven a.m. on Friday, or yeah, I got to double check it, but I think it was last year was kind of a goofy year because remember the canceled regionals? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So because of the snow was so the bad, was right? So yeah. So it was. They might have started a little early last year, but I got an email on my phone. I'll have to just double check it. One of the many things you have to do as a coach this week. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, actually, it's everyone's so supporting at the school, and we have a good AD and everyone else. It's it makes it pretty easy on I me. Mean, I don't have to do much except for just coach the kids. That's awesome. You know, Hyatt still does the state shirts for them, and mm-hmm. the teachers do the send off, and Austin does the the details at the hotels and stuff like that. Mister Brothers, and uh, it makes it a lot easier for me. So then you can worry about the things you're supposed to worry about. Yeah, absolutely. From a uh, from a team perspective, um, so much quality from around the state. Are, are there teams that are kind of the ones to beat uh, just because of the sheer numbers that they bring? Yeah, uh, for bees, it's always Tenasket. Yeah. I think they have like a sixty guy squad when the season oh. starts or something <laughs> like yeah. that. Jeez, they're a good, uh, really well coached. They they got four coaches up there and just really tough wrestling school. Absolutely. Uh, Reardon's always good. Oroville's always good. Lake Roosevelt's always good. Um, earlier this year, we were able to go duel Lake Roosevelt and uh, 36-36 duel. So it was all tied up with the first takedown wins. So we beat them by that much. Oh, wow. So it was good to see. And um, we had went from a team that wasn't ranked at all this year. We were, you know, to, I think now we're ranked ninth yeah. overall. So it shows these, these guys are working hard enough to get us up in the standings a little bit. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I got one more question. Go for it. You got you know, any more questions before I ask? I've this got many last... questions on life and philosophical okay. things. But <laughs> well, the one I want to finish, the, the most important one, I feel like, that, and the kids are going to dictate this one, I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. What's the first meal Saturday that they're able to eat? Where are you guys going as soon as you leave the Because t- <laughs> I know my buddies and, the, and my athletes are wrestlers. I'd see the Snapchats of like Tommy Yacht ordering like 10 burgers at McDonald's or something. <laughs> so where's the first meal after steak? <laughs> All right. So we do this challenge every year mm-hmm. and I'm included. I include myself in it. <laughs> wait, wait, before you, did you even know about this challenge before? No, you I didn't. No, I just knew. All right. So as a wrestler, you start, you're, you're doing this for however many weeks or months and now you get to eat whatever you want. For I mean, that was a yeah. perfect question. So sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Coach, no, no. Uh, okay. So it's, we weigh in that morning, whoever's mm-hmm. wrestling. Um, <clears throat> and it's the most weight gained. Oh. <laughs> so we weigh in, when we get back to the high school, we all go in the locker room. There's a ward every year. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> there's whoever can eat the most. We stop at McDonald's in North Bend. Cool. And just, you know, get gut sick. We eat all that food. But, um, <laughs> I think last year Tony gained like ten pounds. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, so he gained ten percent of his body weight. Right, that's a lot. <laughs> when you're 100, 113 pounds, that's that's quite a bit Absolutely. of weight. Absolutely. And uh, I think I won the challenge for eating the most cheeseburgers. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that's too awesome. But that's so cool. So that's awesome. So it, the the cool thing is, like, you get to win, but that trip from North Bend to K Town is probably like the most uncomfortable trip, to <laughs> bowl or whatever, that or bathroom when you get back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I unlock the school, so I make sure I'm the first one in there. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, yeah. and good luck this weekend, and go kick some butt and bring home some uh, some trophies. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This thanks, is awesome. Coach. Yeah, we'll be right back with the Would You Rather segment, brought to you by. 
Fitter's furniture. Fitter's furniture. Access to moisture is arguably the number one factor limiting yields in our region. Hi, I'm Kat Slois, the Director of Research for the McGregor Company. Phosphorus is critical in developing deep fibrous roots, but largely ties up before ever reaching your plant. Instruct by McGregor's protects and maximizes your phosphorus investment by keeping it more plant available longer. Instruct improves nutrient efficiency, establishes larger roots earlier, and ultimately increases access to soil moisture. The results of Instruct are striking exclusively at McGregor's. Welcome back after that great interview with head coach Connor Treat of Kittitas High School. Uh, I just want to point out for you loyal listeners, listen to everything. I wish you could be here for the conversations that we're having right before I press record. Right before we <laughs> press record. We always talk about like, oh, we should put that on the blooper mm-hmm. reel, which we don't, which is probably good. Our blooper reel is going to be for friends only. That Yeah, for friends only. <laughs> that we can trust. No so if you want to be on there, message no us on Facebook. I'll send it right over to whoever. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Um, for a small fee, though. Yeah. Small fee. <laughs> Although, yeah. We're having, we're having fun here. Um, I think next week, potentially, we'll be announcing the new sponsor for the Would You Rather segment that we're into right now. Sounds good to me. Um, I get to go visit them tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. But uh, Would You Rather? I got a list of them. Do you guys do any homework? No? Cool. All right. Cool. <laughs> Just kidding. I had I, I was talking earlier. We, I had, we started doing some field work today. It's February uh, 19th. Yeah. I was on a tractor today driving. And I get my best window time, my best thoughts. Ask Nate Phillips, softball coach at Kittitas. His phone will ring with the most obscene questions, which you guys should have noticed that when you started getting obscene text messages yes. from me today. Yes. Of would you rather. First one. Brought to you by the Brock and Sock podcast because they were talking about it today. Unfortunately, we don't have these in our town right now. If you had to choose between these three, they're all sitting next to each other and you're driving down the road. Chick-fil-A, oh. KFC, or Popeye's? Chick-fil-A. That's delicious. You know what day I always want it to? Sunday. Sunday. And they're not open on Sunday. I can't tell you how many times it's been like that. Because it's usually when I'm in Seattle and like obviously. On, yeah. I can't believe it's not one in Ellensburg, by the way. Is John going to bring it to Ellensburg? Because I don't know franchise but, owner. But they just sure. You know they put another. <laughs> they put another Arby's by that. Right. Yeah, they did. Why? Why is Should there two been. in Ellensburg? I don't well, know. I I would have been on the. That could have been a perfect. Spot I wasn't for privy to that conversation. <clears throat> so I'm just going to pick for everyone Chick Fil A. <laughs> All right, Chick Fil A's bomb. <laughs> you had it yet? I've never been to Chick Fil A, John. What? So I will say I had an opportunity <clears throat> to go to Chick Fil A. When I was down in Dallas a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. but I kept on going to Whataburger. <clears throat> so um, I support the beef industry in that decision for well, us ranchers. Yeah. Uh, so I've heard incredible things about Chick fil A. Um, my youngest daughter, Adeline, would choose KFC. I'm going to go with the, uh, I'm going to go with Popeyes, just oh. a little bit different. A little bit different. So we always used to hit up Popeyes in North Bend on our way home because KFC left and we never had our chicken. But when we go over to visit my in-laws on the west side, I don't eat anything until we get there because we're going to Chick-fil-A. And actually, my wife found the Chick-fil-A. It's, it tastes just like the Chick-fil-A sauce for the fries and stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. She found it in the store. It's delicious. So uh, you need to go to Chick-fil-A, John. I'll put it on my I board. might even just pick you up one day and we'll just take a drive. Where's the nearest one? SeaTac. Tuckwilla. Tuckwilla. South Center. If you get off. I mean, from here, yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There might be one in Issaquah. Uh, what's the town I go to? It's in uh, Covington. Covington oh, has a Chick-fil-A? Near Auburn. Yeah, yeah, Covington has a Chick-fil-A. 
Jeez, I didn't know that. They got everything there. There's, spread. there's like none in Eastern Washington. It's amazing. Not even Spokane or Tri Cities. I don't. I don't not not Tri City. I don't know if there's one. In there's. Spokane. I heard there's a guy that owns rights to it in Yakima. So let's hope that goes through. I mean, if it was an hour away, I'd still drive there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's I'd load you. That's it's good. good. Like. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you get chicken with like hard pieces in it, and it's disgusting. It makes me want to throw up. You guys not, ever get that when you get a bad piece of chicken? Yeah. But yeah. not at Chick Fil A. I've never and had they, a bad one yet. They treat you as like. They treat you good. Too. They're nice people. Yeah. Gosh, you're talking about like family. But don't go on Sunday because they're closed. <laughs> it is like family. Yeah. Okay, right. not written down. Uh, Subway, Jimmy John's, or Jersey Mike's? I've never been to Jersey Mike's. Quiznos. Oh, Quiznos is a good oh, one. I forgot about Quiznos. I'm going Jersey Mike's. It's phenomenal. You get Mike's way? Oh, yeah. If yeah. I want No tomato because I hate tomatoes. If I want simplicity, I go Jimmy John's. If I want <laughs> like something just jacked up weird... And good, I'll go to Subway. Quiznos, yes, but we don't have a Quiznos anymore in Ellsburg. That so. was delicious, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go to Jersey Mike's, which is in Covington near Chick-fil-A. Oh, my so goodness. If you're in Covington this weekend, go Let's get yourself do lunch. Like and did a road trip. Take yeah. John to Chick-fil-A, okay. Jersey Mike's. So I'll break the news to the fans. Come June, we're probably not doing podcasts throughout the summer. It's our sponsors. No, we're not going to be doing summer podcasts, but our fun idea of videos once or twice a month of golfing with certain coaches or whatnot. I think we just got an episode filming a road trip. John, Luke and Eric to Chick-fil-A a food road trip to see. I'm there. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's okay. do it. All right. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Sorry to break your hearts. If you listen to us, but summer, we won't be busy. totally dark. We're not going silence. But we will be going a little bit rogue with some unique summer. And I am pumped about it. All right. There we go. Okay. AstroTurf or natural grass? Grass natural all day, grass. every day. Yeah. Yeah. Grass is fun. I love being able to mow it. But you were saying off camera. As a coach, I would have, I'd be home earlier because <laughs> we wouldn't have to take care of any grass or a mound. Right. Gosh, if we could turf our mound, we'd save so much money on clay. Isn't the can- stuff, isn't, if it gets in your eye, it's like can't. Probably. Like, yeah. It's convenient. <clears throat> is it, Sorry, is that was rude. <laughs> no, this is not that stuff. <laughs> I could have got a it little, for you, though. A little rubber. Yeah. Uh, great conversation I had with a guy okay. whose name is Josh Cox. Josh. Outside of Johnny's in Kittitas, after watching the Coyote girls basketball team win the championship in overtime, and we had a great talk about baseball because that's what you do this time of the year is you talk baseball. And with the recent... And I got a side note at the end of this. The Astros, would you rather have rooted for, say, if the Mariners had done this and they won a couple World Series the last couple of years, just like the Astros did, would you rather have that or the Mariners of the last few years that was reality? Reality. Oh. Yeah. You would cheat? So no, no. No? No, no I would do- take the losing seasons. Have you seen? I mean, you'd, you'd all- Nick Mark. The guy for the Braves, Nick Marquez. Mm-hmm. He's like, every one of those guys should get a beating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, and then Mike, I listened to Mike Trout's whole interview. I oh. mean, I wouldn't want the Mariners to be tabbed with that. Just like I hate the Seahawks. You know, everyone looks, you know, what's the worst Super Bowl loss? You know, they always think of the Seahawks when Russell Wilson threw a pick at the one yard <clears> line or Carol, they right. shouldn't have. Right. You know, I don't want that negativity towards my team. I would say, would you uh, sell your soul for the World Series? Basically, no, because uh, <laughs> I think that would just you would forever be trying to justify it. I think, yeah, or you would be forever forced to justify it. Mm-hmm. Now we've talked about it before. I don't have a problem with 
I guess I should say, I guess cheating to a certain level is a part of baseball. If you have the ability to look at the signs and you're sitting on second base, that's you're going to do it. I mean, that's your competitive advantage. Now, it went beyond the human element, in my opinion, with the Astros. So, I mean, if it's just sign ceiling, which coaches, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it happens no matter what. At every level, I'm, a, I'm a sure. Mm-hmm. But it went, it I don't went. like the way the Astros did it. But I, given the Astros' example, I would say no. mediocre team rather than a tainted yeah, you don't want. I mean, I don't it's know. not going to – no one will ever look at the Astros' championship the same, regardless if they're stripped of it or not. Yeah, you're so, right. So, I mean, the Astros have to prove themselves now. Yeah, hey, imagine if those guys come out this year and just are below 300 batting averages. Well, did you see like Altuve's road? Uh, his, I don't know. I didn't look at the detail. I don't know if they did it on the road as well, but like his home batting average was like four something yeah. compared to like his home or Quicker response times in the TV camera. Yeah, his away was like he's batting 100, around 100, wow. so. yeah, but significantly lower. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, because on the at home he was in the four hundred range. So you guys talked me into it. I'm going uh, with you on that. I don't know, but uh, yeah, do it the right way. I guess it's just a piece of metal to the according to the. Oh geez, that pissed me off. <laughs> it's even named after your job, commissioner. It's he, a commissioner's trophy. He did apologize though. Yeah, he's a moron. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that on podcast but he's, he's the roger goodell now of yes oh, he really is. he really he put himself in that yeah know. he really is i apologize yeah. for the moron comment but jesus who says that yeah it's a piece of metal it's not just a that's your job man if it's more than a, if it's not just a piece of metal then what are you doing in your yeah okay i'll get i won't go in my soapbox of that one but i thought it was funny that there was a yankees fan at astro spring training camp hitting a garbage can during yeah, batting practice yesterday that. so all right. Actually, another big news: the Seahawks they signed Greg Olson, who is a great dude. Uh, everything I've ever seen about that guy, a good person. Would you rather have signed Greg Olson or spent the money on an offensive line? Greg Olson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, I kind of like. I thought Hollister was doing well. I know Disley. Are we not sure if he's coming back from his injury? I mean, or well, it sounds like they'll because Hollister is a restricted free agent. But it sounds like they'll sign him, right? Um, I, I mean, know. I think he just did fine. I mean, if if Hollister can do what he did and then wait till Disley returns, I think that's okay. I mean, having those two, but Luke Wilson will be gone. It sounds like. I mean, would you rather? I mean, you could spend seven million on a decent offensive lineman and then draft a tight end. You know. So yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm going Greg Olson because it. <laughs> I got so no. I mean, I'll go Greg Olson because he's got my same last name except with the knee. So right. Yeah. Yeah, so, that yeah. makes that text way make too more sense. What you sent yeah. I was like, "What was are like, you talking about?" He's like, "He's missing no. Yeah, <laughs> my bad, Luke. I'm glad you used. Uh, <laughs> he's not. Uh, he's not a full Norwegian. He's a voice of reason over here. <laughs> I think he's so. A Swede. You picked Greg Olson just because of the last name. So you yeah. obviously kept it very practical and kept your heart out of that uh, decision. Yeah. Honestly, I got nothing wrong with Greg Olson, but man, we need a line. That's true. We need a line. Because um, hey, you can have the greatest tight end in the world, but if you're scrambling all the time, you're going to take a low percentage throw. But he, but Olson can block. He can. I mean, um, I you know I I get I just want to win. It's just I just know we have a lot to do on our offensive line. So. Yeah, be interesting if they draft anybody for that this year. 
What's that? If they draft any big old lineman, if there's any good guys on the market. Yeah. There. Do they need another wide receiver? Because Stefan Diggs sounds like he's on the market. Oh. He wants to get traded. Or I don't know if he wants to, but sounds like he's going to get traded. God, I like our receiving core. I mean, they got DK and Tyler. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, after that, it's like, yeah, I mean, they got yeah. Greg Olson now. Yeah. But, I mean, DJ Moore. Uh, who was the guy? Who was the other guy? Kind of stepped up late. Can't remember. But they're all kind of no name. Yeah. DJ Moore's division, too. Not DJ Moore. Uh, is it DJ Moore? It's Moore is his last name. What's his first David. I don't know. Moore. But he was division two guy. Yeah. 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 Are we looking that up? No, I was looking <laughs> the next one up. But we're going <laughs> to skip that and go past. Uh, this was another one that I heard on the radio, a talk show I'd listen to. Do you, maybe you don't watch either of them, Oscars or the Grammys? Neither. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm, I can't tell you the last time I've um, watched any of those shows. It's been. Which one's TV shows? Oscars. Well, I don't know. Isn't Oscars movies? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think TV shows is Golden Globes. Is that? No. I don't know. I'm going neither country music awards. I watch that every time. I don't even watch Or ACMs. I'm watching that. I don't. uh, I just don't. I just don't watch it. Usually those award shows are on Sundays, I believe, Mm -hmm. which means I'm trying to. Maybe I shouldn't admit that. Admit admit this to the fast <laughs> teachers who are listening, but usually on Sunday evenings, it's when I'm um, strongly <laughs> encouraging um, one, if not both, of my daughters to get their homework done. Right, that they've had all weekend to do, and that's right. So that calls down. myself out as a horrible parent, um, and mm. uh, it also sheds some light on some knowledge that the teachers probably can't rely on John Goodat <laughs> to help with homework. So. I actually started talking to my wife during whichever country music awards happen in the spring. She finally got back to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's why I remember that. And maybe that was her fault. And she can't get rid of me. <laughs> Still here. All right. The one I was Googling, uh, Daytona 500 or the Masters. Oh, which well, side note. Oh you know, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, do I need, okay, no, Luke's masters. gonna pick the masters, yeah. of course. He ain't going in circles turn That around. has to be all your guys's. No way. I don't watch a lot of either. Um, but those are the two that I watch. Mm-hmm. You Daytona, watch Daytona? I watch the Daytona five hundred yeah. and like I watch I take a nap during but there's wake so up much, the last ten laps. There's so much <laughs> strategy with it. Mm-hmm. I, I, to me. So um I have a brother and sister-in-law who watch NASCAR religiously. And then I've got buddies like you, Luke, who are geniuses when it comes to golf. And uh, they're both, I I watch them. I I don't watch a lot of either one, but I watch those two events. They're both tough to watch. Like you can't, it's hard to watch the masters, you know, the full right when it starts, right to the ends every day. It's like one. And it's same with NASCAR. You could like, yeah, I don't know much about NASCAR, but I feel like you could, I don't know, how many laps do they even go? A lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You could probably I'm, miss the first a lot, and then I so, watched. Oh, yeah, the Daytona. It's a two and a half mile yeah. loop, so it's two hundred laps, and yeah, you could check in the last. Okay, I'll just miss the first hundred and fifty. Well, you don't want to definitely miss the last one, especially this past week. Jesus. Yeah, speaking I mean, of which, I just pulled that up. Ryan Newman five hours ago uh, from the Orlando, Orlando newspaper was released from the hospital. Wow. So. Which I haven't see seen that? that crash, so yeah. I'm gonna pull it up yeah. here and Luke and I can watch it here while we're doing this. 
Well, so how about this? How about this? A, a take <laughs> off of it. And we already know what Luke's answer is going to be, but would you watch it? I was assuming you were saying TV. What if you were there live? Would you rather watch mm. the live race or the live? Oh, live. Yeah, that's it. That makes even, yeah, the Masters even more. Yeah. There's nothing like, is the Daytona at the same, like, uh, yeah, same time frame? No, I mean, is it the same location? Place? Daytona yeah, 500, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we haven't even gotten your answer. Sorry, country. Well, as we're watching the race on the iPad, because Luke and I haven't seen it yet. Um, Gosh, I'm gonna go Masters because I, the Daytona 500. I always like to watch the very beginning of it, and then I'd usually take my nap, and then I'd wake up for the very end of it, um, which is it. Um, ooh, that's not good. Uh, I'm gonna go Masters because I mean it's longer, it's a couple days, and I feel like that's a something you can follow as a fan because I was always getting updates on my phone throughout the weekend. Yeah, you can. You could like, I mean, I bet you most people just like followed on their phone or check mm-hmm. Twitter, and then they check, then they probably watched on Sunday. You know, Sunday they probably the final. If the there's bag. a playoff in the Masters, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I but mean, if you have a race going neck to neck in the last lap, that's pretty. I'm both. Yeah, I. <clears throat> I mean, then Tiger went in the Masters. That's like a top five. I'll, race t- sports I'll tell you. I mean, if if he's, Jeez. I hate to say it. But he's still a draw, even with a bad back and bad knees. And he's what forty four, yeah. so he's, he's still not won. the youngest Ooh. one. But if he's in contention on Sunday, guarantee you the ratings oh, skyrocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that crash was nasty. It was horrible. It looked to be alive. I think and he, he was, was number one too. And then he literally slid on his right roof. There's a gas coming out right there. Yeah. Damn. All right. Got a couple more. I think that's a good. That's a good question. Yeah, Austin, that uh, Masters or the Daytona Five Hundred. Um, I this, I want to go to a. I heard uh, Dwayne Hubert, who used to own Hubert Farm and Lawn, John yep. Deere store. He's a big NASCAR guy, and he always said if you go to a NASCAR race, it's so much more fun in person than it is on TV. So, I want to give people a shout out for that. Okay, CW Homecoming. They used to do the or not Homecoming, a CW Home Football game. They used to do always do the Rodeo Bowl, Rodeo Weekend. I remember going to it a few times. I remember the rodeo clown doing a few weekend or coin tosses. Um, would you rather have a CW home football game rodeo weekend or just as it is now? And then I'm away. Uh, having experienced it, um, I know this is personal opinion here. Um, it was harder than heck <laughs> to cover football and then running into uh, the the rodeo arena and covering the Friday night rodeo. Yeah. But it's really fun. I, I know that uh, previous administrations in the past, you know, previous AD and assistant AD regimes really tried to make it work um, into where, you know, you buy a ticket for one, you get the ticket for the right. other. Um, I can specifically remember in 2001 whoa. when North Dakota, did I hear that, Luke? <laughs> Was that a whoa? Like, wow. That's, how old were you, Luke? Five or six. Oh, yeah, man. So in 2001, I remember the North Dakota team played us, University of North Dakota, when they were still D2. That the was Bison? actually their national championship year. That's, that's, that's North Dakota State. Uh, oh, right. It was, a, that, it was a University North of State. North Dakota. North oh. Dakota State had already made the switch. Okay. But UND, where it was still D2, and they were transitioning or going to transition. They were good, weren't they? And in 01, they played us here. And then I can still remember the team at the football or at the rodeo. I think it's. 
I think it's cool. It makes it a really, really, really hectic weekend, though. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can pull it off well, then then sometimes yeah. there's high school at the same time too. Yeah, right? I mean, shoot, Ellsberg's. I mean, usually they're on the road, or are they at home too? Or or I think he, yeah, I depends. mean, I think it should be separate. I think mm-hmm. if the rotary gets, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have much experience with it, but I think if it, the rotary has its own weekend, I think yeah. it makes it more. I know less, less conflict and. Wait. Oh, okay. Kid has doesn't do it because usually half the team's doing 4-H. Yeah, yeah. He has animals in the fair, and it ain't leaving that. Yeah, yeah. There's enough money to be made there as a kid. You can make so money on your steer. Oh, Are you yeah. doing 4-H? I did it. It got put me through college. Did it? I graduated college, no debt, and I spent two extra years in college for fun. And I for still fun. graduated, no yes. debt. <laughs> it worked out. A lot of guys go to school for six, seven years. Just We might have a visitor here in a second, but we better keep going. Yeah. Uh, Ellie's trying to make her way onto the podcast. Um <laughs> Actually, there uh, wasn't really Stingley when he played for was it Montana Western? I remember really. Was that rodeo weekend when he was here? Yeah, um, and they I, beat I, us. No, we we beat them, right. but really, uh, he was a heck of a defensive end. Right, tough guy. Still uh, in playing shape, he would tell you. Oh yeah, he's about to probably win a cow milk in here this year. Yeah. Uh, football? Would you rather them play a body bag game, say Central goes and plays Alabama, or would you rather them play a very competitive <clears throat> FCS school? Game. I mean, a game would be close with an FCS school. From a strength of schedule standpoint, you got to keep it Division Two because that's the only thing that goes mm-hmm. toward the rankings. But if you're going to play like a top-ranked D1 AA or FCS, mm-hmm. I mean, I know uh, a bowl team would never play Central, but let's say Central they had the opportunity to go get their butts kicked by Alabama North Dakota and State. make a cool million bucks. Played I'm, a million I'm for that. Yeah. That'd yeah. be cool to see. Plus, well, sort of cool to I see. Was, <laughs> for a, a minute. Yeah. For a minute. <laughs> yeah. Kickoff. All right. CW basketball, non league home games as they've been going with smaller schools, as in the Wall Wall Colleges or the Evergreens. Know, Evergreens. Or, and those, or would you rather them start bringing in some? And I, and I understand it's hard to bring these guys in, but start bringing in some big D2 regional guys. So if you can't bring in the the a good Division two team that's going to help you with your regional standings and regional rankings, it's not that I don't want to have a home game, but I guess you got to get on the road and go to those tournaments to to beef up your your schedule because beating Linfield and Walla Walla and Evergreen or Quest. Um, <laughs> that's Ellie trying to make her way in. Sorry, yeah, folks. That's our guest, our fourth guest tonight. That's right. Um, <laughs> Hungry those Hippo do, episode. Those do uh, those do nothing for you. So I'd rather them play a, a better schedule, um, even if it means we sacrifice home games in November. Right. Did you guys ever see the interview of the guy from ESPN working at home and his kid ran in in the middle of a national? Did you ever see that? No. Yeah, he was doing an interview with ESPN, and all of a sudden his kid comes running into his office at home, and the wife... Army jumps in, grabs a kid, and Army jumps back <laughs> out. We almost had that. <laughs> but I, my list is empty. That's all we got, fellas. I don't think we have any more would you rathers. Yeah. We will for next week. We are going to start. We won't sleep until we come up with another full page. That's right. That's right. Uh, thank you. If you have anything, reach out to us and let us know. Get your butts down to Central to go watch the Wildcats. If you're not in the Tacoma Dome watching the Wildcat, the Warrior, and the Coyotes. And if not, get to Quincy and watch the the uh, Kid House Boys or the Sundome and watch the girls in their yeah, district. You've got options. Game. If and you can go east, none, west. Yeah, none of south. those options include sitting on your rear end 
at home. Absolutely. Go support your teams. Absolutely. Well, until next week, we look forward to hearing from you guys out there. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Check us out on YouTube and uh, share. Let everybody know. Until next week, be kind. Take care.